Hi, I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. But somewhere between college and the real world, I miss the memo on what I could be reading as an adult. For years, I've thought of adult fiction as this book's secret that everyone was in on but me. I decided to change that by focusing on fiction for a year and choosing books based on a specific genre or theme for each month. This is season one, episode five of Reading Like an Adult and we're going to talk about short stories. I decided to tackle contemporary adult fiction through strategic lists that gave me a sense of structure. Strategic and structure are both highly subjective terms here and you should feel free to create your own definitions. I knew I needed to change up my approach because as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I was trying adult fiction titles at random and it was a low point for the fiction side of my reading life. Reading has always been part of my day, and it's something I want to be excited about. That was true when I was 10, and it's just as true now. If I'm not reading a great book for at least a few minutes a day, I feel like I'm missing out. But I went through the streak of trying to read novels for adults that were not a good fit for me, and picking up and putting down those titles didn't really help to shape my future reading life because I had no idea if the disconnect for me was with those specific books or authors or with a larger genre not being the right one for me. I'm a persistent reader, but even I can get discouraged with my reading life if I go too long without finding a book I get really excited about. I think that's dangerous territory no matter how much you love to read because the book you have in your hand right now is shaping how you feel about reading. During my reading rough patch, I started to question whether or not I needed or wanted to read fiction at all. Luckily, one of the genres I kept eyeing easily shaped itself into a theme for a month of reading adult fiction, short story collections. I read O. Henry and Daphne du Maurier when I was in high school, and these formative classic reading experiences shaped my appreciation of the short story. When it comes to contemporary short story collections, I remember loving B.J. Novak's One More Thing when I read it a few years ago, and last year I picked up Raised in Captivity, Fictional Nonfiction by Chuck Klosterman. Both are fun, fast, weird reads. I knew and loved Neil Gaiman as the author of the middle grade horror masterpiece Coraline, but he's also a prolific writer of short stories, and if you're new to this fiction medium, his collections are a good place to start. I like things to be story-shaped. Gaiman writes in a short story called The Flints of Memory Lane. He goes on to say that reality, however, is not story-shaped, and the eruptions of the odd into our lives are not story-shaped either. I think this quote perfectly fits why I wanted to read short stories. They are not always story-shaped. Sometimes they have a beginning, middle, and end, but often a short story starts right in the middle of the action and then doesn't have a conclusive ending. There's something magical about that flexibility. Anything can happen in a short story and it doesn't need to be overexplained or have a lot of setup or have a dramatic finale that ties everything together. Short stories can be complete story arcs, but they can also be simply exercises in mood, concept, character sketches. Sometimes it's as if you're watching the writer daydream on the page. When I approached this genre of adult fiction, I was drawn to a very specific type of short story collection. I'm still not sure why I don't love high fantasy the way I did when I was a kid, something I talked about a lot in the last episode. 
but one of my adult reading loves is that tough-to-define sort of magical realism, where characters live in the real world, but very strange things can happen. I read Gaiman's Trigger Warning, Short Fictions and Disturbances short story collection last year, and the stories I enjoyed the most were the ones where normal people experience something weird. It's that contrast between a believable reality and fantastical elements that I'm after. Short stories are a great opportunity to figure out what styles, approaches, voices appeal to you, and an author like Gaiman has a lot of range. If you're curious about short stories that have fantastic or weird elements, maybe pick up Trigger Warning or his Fragile Things, Short Fictions, and Wonders. With these, or honestly with any short story collection, I think you should feel free to mix and match and read the stories that hook you and not feel pressured to read every single one. I was searching for something strange and unusual in my month of short stories, and Karen Russell's Vampires in the Lemon Grove collection was exactly what I was looking for. She has a gift for creating fully fleshed out worlds that are grounded in reality, but have the space for curious, creepy, disturbing, haunting things to happen. I enjoyed all of the stories in this collection, but the one that I haven't stopped thinking about was Reeling for the Empire, a terrifying and beautiful tale about girls being turned into human silkworms and plotting their escape. Another favorite was Dugbert Shackleton's Rules for Antarctic Tailgating, a darkly hilarious exercise that's more about exploring a concept versus telling a story with a precise arc, showing Russell's imagination and range. A read this month that wasn't for me was Stranger Things Happen by Kelly Link. I would describe this book as the short story collection for grown-ups who want to go all the way through the looking glass. Link gives us a Shel Silverstein-esque world for adults, full of sinister whimsy and genre-bending concepts. This collection wasn't the best fit for me because while I love weird and fantastic elements in short stories, I still need some sense of being anchored in the real world and feeling that the story comes to some conclusion, even if it's not fully explained. Link's style is unique because she creates worlds without rules, and if that idea appeals to you, you should give Stranger Things Happen a try. American Housewife by Helen Ellis was a short story collection that I picked up on a whim because it was recommended by my library and available on the Overdrive. Sometimes the magic of instantly accessing books works out perfectly. I thoroughly enjoyed American Housewife's delicious and dark contemporary absurdism, and I can't wait to read more from Alice. My last read for a month of short stories was Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado. In this collection, a woman who undergoes weight loss surgery is haunted by her old self, literally. A husband's desire to completely possess his wife backfires and disappearing girls find a strange second life in high-end dresses. This fascinating collection is crafted, careful, beautifully written, but also gloriously wild. Most of the stories read like dark, lush fairy tales, but they hold a grain of truth like the flaw at the heart of a diamond. You could call it feminist horror, or magical realism, or dark mythic fantasy, but it's a collection that defies genre in the best way. I was drawn to stories with elements of magical realism, the dark, the weird, the absurd. But if that's not your cup of tea, remember that there are countless other short story collections, and you will eventually find one that fits you. One place to start could be with a favorite author whose short stories you've never read. 
it can help to find a baseline and then branch out to more recent short story collections. My absolute favorite author is Ellen Montgomery, and after I had read all of her novels, most of them more times than I can count, I worked my way through as many of her short stories as I could find. It's a pretty fascinating exercise with someone as prolific as Montgomery, because you can see her developing her craft, playing with plot points, and testing out characters that would later resurface in a longer work. Short stories are as much a part of Montgomery's legacy as Anne of Green Gables and Emily of New Moon are, and I'm grateful that hundreds of her stories have been preserved for us to read now. Whether you're reading one of her greatest collections, I highly recommend The Road to Yesterday, or a less memorable story that was clearly an exercise in working out a storyline she would later use for Pat or Anne or Emily. Watching a master storyteller daydream on the page is inspiring every time. Today's reading inspiration is about what to do if you're stuck in a bad reading rut. Maybe you've picked up several titles in a row that haven't been good for your reading life, and you've almost forgotten what it was like to be excited to read. Sometimes you have to start with the foundation. Rediscover what it means to read purely for enjoyment. Don't stretch yourself or try a new genre or pick up that shiny new book that everyone else is pressuring you to read. Go back to something that looks completely appealing maybe even comforting, fiction or nonfiction, or if you're a rereader, maybe you return to an old favorite that always pulls you back in. Thanks for listening. The books mentioned in this episode were One More Thing by B.J. Novak Raised in Captivity, Fictional Nonfiction by Chuck Klosterman Coraline by Neil Gaiman Trigger Warning, Short Fictions and Disturbances and Fragile Things, Short Fictions and Wonders, both also by Neil Gaiman Vampires in the Lemon Grove by Karen Russell Stranger Things Happen by Kelly Link American Housewife by Helen Ellis, Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado, and The Road to Yesterday by Ella Montgomery. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com for the show notes. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we'll talk about literary fiction. I can't wait.